Six-pack lap it at, Paul Marin's in, and once again, Matt Gary returns, the ultimate scout, um, and we are going to go into the IPF World Championship previews, and now we have, we're going to move into day four and day five, and we're going to kick it off probably with the most stacked men's division. Um, look, we have some big showdowns in the other weight classes, but none of the divisions are as stacked. One through five is a 93 kilo class. And um, let's take a look, gentlemen. I'm just pulling it up right now. So number one, we have two Americans. Okay. David Wilson is the reigning USAPL 93 kilo champion. But damned if we don't also have LS McLean, who's the reigning IPF world champion. Quick caveat, if you don't know this about LS, um, alternate team member LS is a beast. National contender LS, not the same animal. I don't know what it is, but LS 2017 was a fourth alternate. He needed three people to drop out. Actually, he needed four. He needed someone on the team to drop out, then three other alternates, and then he makes it onto the team. This is a full-on underdog story you make movies, sports movies about. Makes it onto the team as a fourth alternate. Shocks the world pushing 40 years old and takes the IPF World Championships. A guy who had failed earlier to win the national title. 2018 rolls around. Once again, does not take the national title. Once again, an underdog alternate. Once again, makes the... IPF World Championship American team and pulls it out despite being under the weather in back-to-back IPF 93 kilo World Championships. Rolling into the 2019 Nationals, David Wilson takes on the beast. It's David versus the Goliaths taking on two-time LS World Champion, taking on Ashton Ruska, it's just a murderer's row at 93 kilo. And David Wilson pulls it off and wins the U.S. national title, securing his spot. And surprise, surprise, Ellis McLean is dubbed fourth alternate. Now, David Wilson said to me the other day, his buddy texted him and said, I got bad news for you, buddy, because there's a curse. When Ellis comes in as an alternate, there's a curse. And David Wilson says, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> LS McLean has snuck back onto the U.S. national team, back into the world championships, and when he's in this position, he's in pole position and hasn't lost. I don't know. <laughs> the stars just align for this young man. He's a believer, and I'm starting to believe because, um, yeah, it just he, he seems to put it all together when needed. So America with a one-two punch. Uh, real quick breakdown. Antonoli um, from the Ukraine he is the current IPF world record holder in total because Ashton has broken the world record unofficially. But Antonoli, he's not breaking... Like, look, at to break an IPF world record, you have to do an international judges. Often, like, this, the scrutiny upon it, you got to travel for it, the competition levels are high. He did it at the European Championships, very high level. How many of these Europeans are we talking about in these two preview shows? You know how high level the European Championships are. You know he's getting pushed. It's very hard to come through. David Wilson came through against guys who have bring, uh, brought in higher totals previously. Head-to-head competition. It's another ball game. So Antonoli is coming in second. Gustav Hedlund, 
who is the hometown boy here. He's from Sweden, and he's representing Sweden. He's got the, um, the home court advantage, so to speak. He won the junior championships last year, the Worlds, and he posted a total high enough that would have won him the Open. Very rare you see that. You're going to want to keep your eyes on Gustav Hedlund and then Omar from Algeria, or Amar Kanine, um, last year shocked everybody with uh, it's just his raw strength. Technique was unrefined, but the guy is a wild card, uh, to say the least. So you want to watch out for him. That's one through five. All five of those guys can ruin your day at any given time. Um, and it's also worth noting, if you're if you, you're going to want to take a look at Ireland's uh, Barry Pickott with uh, an absolute monstrous bench press. Um, and, and he could probably take bench gold. Paul, what are you thinking? I don't, honestly, I'm not joking. All top five men could total anywhere from 830 to 850. And, and God bless, all of them could total 850 on the exact same day. That's how tight this is. How is this going to happen? <laughs> so I'm going to go with, and again, because as you said, all these guys are capable of 850 on any given day or 850 plus. So end of the day, I got to go. Wilson is number one because I think regardless of where he's standing in the total at that point, Wilson's got the biggest pull. His pull's looking solid in me in prep right now, so I'm going to say Wilson pulls it out for number one. I'm going to say Anatoly takes number two. And I'm going to go with LS for number three. Just pushing Gustav out. Mm. And, um, yeah, Anatoly's got a big deadlift himself. Uh, not David Wilson big, but no, it's, uh, it's probably amongst the gentlemen we're speaking of the second biggest deadlift if we're pulling for silver position. Um, now, I mean, he has totaled, I believe, the IPF world record, which is 850. It's not showing on this, but um, he could easily take the number one spot. Um, what are you thinking, Matt? I'm going to go. It, I agree with Paul, identically with Paul. Uh, I think it's it, all of these guys. Look, if you add up all of LS's PRs uh, together, which he hasn't put together all at once, he's got an 855 total. So, I mean, he's all of these guys, like you said, are capable of going 850 plus. Uh, ordinarily, I would give the nod to Anatoly just because he's got the world record, he's got the least amount of travel, but Wilson's got that big deadlift. Uh, this is going to be another scenario, kind of like we talked about in the 72s. The first person to miss is going to drop a placing just instantly. And uh, But I'm picking Wilson to win this thing. And for those of you who are listening, uh, take, take an eye at, at David Wilson's squats. He's extremely wide. And so, if David, if you're listening, I love you, brother. And I just want you to, to just heed some advice here. These IPF referees are really, really picky. And so uh, I've seen ultra-wide squatters like an Eric Cooperstein get called because their elbows touch the thighs and so forth. So I th I'm not trying to say this to instill fear or create panic for David, but he has to just be mindful of that. He's got to make sure that his squat depth is on point, that he's getting low enough, and that his elbows are just kind of you know coincidentally hitting his thighs. Uh, because if he misses a squat, um, not on strength, but loses it you know on a two-to-one decision type of thing, that could be a game changer and a game breaker for him. So, I mean, David, uh, because he's going to lose a little bit of ground in the bench press, he's going to have to be six for six so that he can put on the bar what he needs. Uh, but, but as Paul said, I'm going to put my money on David to pull it out. I like Anatoly at two, and I like uh, the sentimental favorite, LS, at three. I mean, if we were picking sheerly on the heart, 
and uh, and Trend, I'd pick LS to win the whole thing. But I just like David because he's pulling last. And uh, and Barry, I think I think Dennis Cherry's world record at 93 kilo for the bench is probably safe. Uh, it's about five or six kilos ahead of what Barry's done. If you recall, Barry lifted in the 105s last year and ping-pong that world record bench back with Garrett Blevins and Bryce Lewis. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. We, yeah. I don't think we've ever seen that happen. It was amazing. You know, we're three. It was an, it was incredible. Uh, but but it, will, it will be fun to see him probably take a crack at Dennis's world record. I think the, the squat world record uh, could go down. Amar's got it at 330. As you said, he's kind of rough around the edges. Uh, his attempt selection is a little bit suspect, and he's kind of an unpolished stone, if you will. So uh, I don't think that he's going to make the podium. But so so here I am, uh, you know, piggybacking on Paul for a change. All yeah, right, I like this. All right, but here's the problem, Gary. I think you piggybacking on Paul is where you're going to go wrong. And I'm not just this is my picks, not just because you're piggybacking on Paul, but let me be completely honest. Okay, um, I love the American boys. I love Gustav. Um, but I, I believe, uh, this is going to be Anatoly's day. And I'll tell you what, Anatoly, I seen him in Minsk, Belarus, and he didn't have his day. And I thought he was, he was a heavy favorite there because he'd brought in as a young man. He was, I believe he was 21 at the time. He had already totaled 840, which at the time, two years back, um, was even more impressive then. And I, I, and now he's starting to put it together. He's traveling the least. And, and he's, he's an extremely young guy, born in 96. He's the youngest of all the gentlemen we, we had said. But I think he's, he's logged the biggest total of all these gentlemen. They're capable of 850. No doubt. Capable of 850. I've, I, Anatoly's done it. And he's done it at an international level. And the European Championships, it's a big stream in Europe. It's, it's heavily scrutinized. It's legit. It's not like some other totals. I think Anatoly is not only good for 850, and the Europeans was last year, by the way, at the end of last year. I think he's good for probably slightly more, and I don't think he's going to need a whole heck of a lot more to win it, to be honest. I think he not only can hit 850, I think he'd be good for adding another 10, 15 kilo. We're talking 860, 865. He's hit 850 last year, and is a young man in his early 20s. So it stands the reason six, pardon me, eight months later, could he add 10 kilo to his total, 15 kilo to his total? That's, that's very within well range. If he hasn't progressed at all, I think 850 might win it. And David Wilson and all the fellas on here said 850 could probably win it. If he hasn't progressed at all in his early 20s, 850 could win it. You're banking a lot if you don't think this young man's progressed. I think he has. And I think we could see an 860. I think David Wilson has a phenomenal day. Comes in second because he falls behind in the pull which is a phenomenal pull, is not the hammer of Thor that's going to take down an 860 and cover that gap. Um, I think he comes, I think he's my pick for a silver, and he's a quality lifter. And you know I love David Wilson. Now, I love LS, and I love Gustav. But if you're also asking, I think Gustav Hedlund, who posted 830 last year, is due for a big 840-something-plus range um, given his age, given his progress, and given 8.30 last year, I got to think, and he's got home cooking. There isn't the travel, the sleep. This makes a difference. If he's going to go above and beyond what he's done before, previously, it is now. 
And I think because of those factors, that's the tiebreaker for me in LS who's got to travel across the world, who's in his early 40s, and I can't I can't think that his progress is going to be the same as Gustav's. And you know I'm a huge fanboy of LS. Uh, the man's had his days two-time world champ, but I think Gustav takes the bronze. Now that's the way I see it, but I'm telling you, and I mean it, all top five could hit 850, 830, 840, 850, all the exact same time. They're that close, and um, I'm ready to put my foot in my mouth because... God knows, Anatoly, he's hit 850, maybe he never hits it again. Maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. Maybe he had a day of his life and he never sniffs that again. But if he's hit it before, I, I just got to think he's the favorite amongst these gentlemen. There you have my picks. Make yeah, me crazy. The, the last thing I was going to say is that David needs to be ready. He's going to have to pull over 800 pounds. I yeah. mean, that's just, that's, that's and, all and, there is to it. And when you're a sumo lifter... Um, yeah. with the flight and everything that's going to happen and everything he's got to do before he pulls 800 and yep. sumo at the top, God bless. It's a 50, 50 proposition. It's a, I, I, I'm going to bet on the guy who's like the Brett Gibbs style, more evened out. Look at Anatoly. He's got a phenomenal dead, phenomenal bench, phenomenal squat. Not as much of a, a bench as LS, not as much of a, a deadlift as Wilson. And, um, but he's not as much of a, uh, squat as Amar. But he's the guy in the middle. He's the Mr. Consistency. He's the Bryce Lewis. He's the Brett Gibbs that I see in this pack. And he also has the biggest total that's ever been lodged between any of these gentlemen. He's got to be the guy I go for. Um, but I could be pleasantly surprised because um, all these guys are more well than capable. Hey, David Wilson's beaten guys who've totaled more than him in other competitions before. And, you know, this is why they got to play it out. But anyways, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really uh, excited to see the Irishman bench as well, fellas. Uh, well said. I do remember that 95 kilo. Never seen a more excited bench session than when the 95 kilo bench record was tossed around. Yeah, 105. 105. Sorry, what did I say? 95. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting. I'm talking gibberish here. I'm so excited. Um, so 105s. Let's. Speaking of the 105s, well, actually, hang on a second. Let me just go to the day of because we're staying in chronological order. So after the 93 kilo, we have the 84 kilo women. Um, let's pull this up. This is really a battle of the Americas. This is the civil war, if you will. Is that still too soon to bring up the civil war, Gary? Is that still hurting? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're saying. Is that offside? Okay. Uh, enough time's <laughs> passed. Uh, the civil war, if you will, between Daniela Mello and Amanda Lawrence, they have a history. Uh, they've shown down before. A couple things I want to say, and I'm going to let you, you gentlemen take it. But Daniela Mello... In 2017, when I was commentating, I said, um, at her age, you're looking at the Daniela Mello dynasty. She's a rabid dog, loose in the park, and all the other 84 kilo women got to run and hide. Um, and honestly, that's the way she performed. Um, and then Amanda Lawrence came around. Heavily hyped showdown going into the Raw Nationals. And, um, you know, Amanda Lawrence didn't quite, she, it looked like a little too much too soon. Fair enough. A little too much too soon because Daniela Mello was the four more polished and well-rounded lifter. Now, since the Raw Nationals, what Amanda Lawrence has done with the squat has been absolutely bonkers. Leading into the Arnold, we expected once again, big expectations of what we're going to see from that squat, from that deadlift, hopefully an improved performance um, all round. And, and she obviously put forth, she won best lifter, um, but the squat wasn't quite as high, dead, etc. that we've seen her pull in the gym. She went underneath Joey Flex since, and, and, and Matt had said previous, and this is of note, Joey's Flex said to her, here's probably the biggest key, because you're strong all day, 
but here's how we're going to tidy it up so what you do in the gym for your dead and your squat you're going to do on the platform a i want kilo plates for your squat yes it makes a difference I want kilo plates and you're not max lifting all the time. You're staying in the pocket with your RPEs so you're not leaving your best in the gym. I want on the platform. B, those single deads, you're ditching those wraps because you're using far too many of the wraps. Using kilo plates for your deadlifts and your grip, if that's a problem, we're going to address it beforehand. So we have a much better idea of where we rest. And Amanda Lawrence, to her credit, said, Joey... You've obviously belted off a lot of champions in your day. We're going to follow it. And she's made notes saying, I have felt the difference, but I think it's only going to make her stronger. Her deadlift has gone up as well. Um, she's posting some big numbers, but she's not going to be able to contend with Daniela Mello's deadlift. So now the question becomes, is Amanda Lawrence going to put on the platform what she's capable of in the gym or even close to? And is she going to pull on the platform the same in terms of the deadlift? Before you guys pick, can I give some inside information? Yes, sir. Yes, please. Yeah, so I, so I spoke to Joey today. Or I'm sorry, yesterday, actually. We had a good phone conversation. We talked for about 20, 25 minutes and, uh, as he's coaching both lifters. And so, uh, you know, without uh, – we didn't get into any specifics in terms of numbers. But it should be noted that Daniela, uh, first of all, is eating up. She's light. So now she's, uh, for, for a change, and that's huge. So she's now in a caloric surplus. She's under, comfortably under, I might add, uh, uh, about four pounds, so almost two kilos under. Wow. Is what he told me. It, it was what he told me. And so she's able to eat up. Uh, her training is going really fine. She's, uh, she's, she's in top form. She's ready to hit some PRs, he said. And she's got this big game experience uh, two times at world championships that Amanda does not have. Amanda has never traveled internationally to compete. And so that, that needs to be noted as well. That Daniela is, uh, the, 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 you know, dare I say it, the more seasoned veteran, if you will, you know, even though she's young, you know, born in 1998. So she certainly has an advantage that way. If we're looking at just brute strength, I think it's safe to say that Amanda uh, her brute strength, her top end, is probably a little bit higher than Daniela's, at least in the squat and probably in the deadlift. Certainly not in the bench. Daniela's a better bencher. Uh, but uh, but Joey did tell me, you know, that Amanda is is heavier and and significantly so. So she's she's got some weight to cut, and and she's got a long travel ahead of her. And this is going to be a big uh, a big rematch of Raw Nationals. And so. I think it's safe to say, I mean, the world records are going to get shattered. We're going to see four world records go down. Uh, unquestionably, the squat record is, is, is going to go down. Uh, probably Amanda is going to take the squat world record if she plays her cards right. Uh, the, the bench world record is, I would say, is going to go to Daniela. It's, it's going to be between her and Ilya Strick uh, in terms of the bench world record. And certainly the deadlift world record is going to go down as well as the total. So I'll go ahead and pick first just because I gave you the inside scoop. I'm going to go with Mello, number one, uh, just because of, of what we said. She's in a caloric surplus. She's eating up, and she's got the big game experience that Amanda lacks. Uh, and I'll take Amanda, number two, and Strick at three. Paul? So I'm going to side with Matt. Surprise, surprise. I know, right? <laughs> no, I think pretty much for the reasons that Matt just said, I think Daniela's still got the experience. He's still the reigning champion. She still has put it together on the platform more 
more frequently and more, I'm going to say, consistently yeah. than Amanda. That's fair. It's a, sim- it's a similar situation with these young ladies as it is in the 83s with Gibbs and so forth. And so, you know, he, Gibbs is just a more seasoned lifter uh, than, than some of the others. And I think that Daniela's experience is going to pay dividends. That's not to say that, you know, the torch won't eventually get passed or that Amanda won't pass her, uh, you know, whatever. It seems like her rate of adaptation is a little bit higher. But, you, you know, you gotta, you got you to gotta knock out the champ. Uh, you know, what did, what, what did Omar say on the wire? He goes, if you come at the king, you best not miss. That's right. So, yeah. um, well, and sorry, I was going to say, and I think the water cut is going to play more into this than some people might give it credit because we already saw that at the Arnold's where people were expecting Amanda to put up absolutely massive numbers. Yep. And she came out and said that she came in too heavy and the yep. water cut took way too much out of her. Yeah, her, her, her bench is up, but it's still... You know, it's it's still going to be significantly behind Daniela. So the question is, is what are we looking like at subtotals? You know, she might be able to put something on the bar uh, for the win, and and I know that she has been doing uh, some some deadlifts without straps. But I know that Joseph said that you know her grip is still you know a, yeah. a, con- a concern. So and when you watch what she does without straps compared to straps, they're far far closer in deadlift strength. No question. And I still see her do some rep work with straps, which I don't like. If that's, a, if that's an issue, if you can't hang on to it, I, I don't lift it. I know you're trying to get stronger because mass moved, hits the nervous system, you get stronger, but you got to address that. But that being said, gentlemen, um, I'm going to have to uh, – the reason that you are picking Daniela, Matt, I'm actually picking against. I noticed she looks smaller, and um, I honestly think that's going to impact her on the squat. Okay. I honestly think it is going to impact her lifts. Um, I get, look, she doesn't have to cut as much, but she's a, sm- a smaller human being. And um, I don't, I, you know, I, I honestly believe Amanda Lawrence, yeah, 100%. Last time in the Arnold, she had a terrible water cut, and um, it had affected her. I think that's good. G- g- hear me out. I'm glad that happened to her Arnold's so she could square that away, go with a guy like Joey, and say, I don't know, how am I supposed to do this? Here's where my body weight's at. Here's the water I'm loading, et cetera. And now she's getting guidance. I think the water cut, it's going to be tough, but nowhere near as tough because she learned. She got bit. She got burned by the fire, and now she's going to adjust. Same thing with the straps on dead. Same thing with the kilo plates. Same thing. I think her squat, if we're looking at the nominated totals, that's 601.5 at Daniela. A smaller Daniela, it's going to be tough. It's tough to move your total up when you're a smaller human being. I'm sure she progressed, but um, that nine, that 596 on Amanda, they're already so close. A smaller Daniela and the progress Amanda's had, I think it's more. I think the gap, you know, I think she closes that insignificant gap. That's a very small gap. I think she closes it and surpasses it. That takes nothing away from Daniela. Uh, but I think Daniela, I mean, she could maybe even make 72 kilo if she wanted to down the road. God knows. I don't know where her body weight's at, but um, what kind of water load she can take. But um, I think we're going to see a passing of the torch in terms of an 84 kilo. I think Amanda Lawrence puts together not a squat she can do in the gym, but a squat that'll put her ahead. I think she can do a pull, not a pull she does in the gym, but she pulls enough. And, um, and the p- torch passes. And Daniela goes whichever way she wants to go. It's going to be a battle. By no means do I think it's a wash. Now, once again, I will admit, um, it's, 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 I'm 55-45 on this. 
but uh, I'm taking Amanda Lawrence. And Strike, who's a phenomenal lifter, multiple-time world champion, representing the Netherlands, securing the bronze, I would say. Uh, born in 73, she's done it all, been all over the place, won it in and out of gear. Um, hats off to her. Uh, she's a battler, but I think the young lady's got this one. And there you have it. So, having said that, gentlemen, uh, that's the 84 kilo women. Moving on to the 84 plus, um, I'm going to be completely honest here. Uh, Monica Brown is is um, she's she's going to do her thing. Um, I mean, I love look at Canada's rep is number two, and I think um, Brittany is, Brittany Slater's a comfortable silver, but there isn't a whole lot of breakdown we have to do here. With all due respect, Bonica is far. Pretty comfortable in gold. Same pretty comfortable as being nice. Uh, the Canadian, Brittany Slater, pretty comfortable in silver. And then um, representing France, Emily is coming uh, a fairly comfortable bronze. I mean, we're talking about 50 kilo, 30 kilo, and 20 kilo spreads. Barring um, some major jumps, I think that's how the podium shakes up. And, um, I mean, Monica might put on a good show, squat six, uh, maybe into 600s or something, might hit some good milestones, and it'll be fun to watch. I'm not saying it's not going to be good to watch. If you like good heavy lifting, you're going to see some poundage get thrown around. These ladies are strong, especially Bonica's squat. It's newsworthy. Look at Brittany Slater's hitting a I was 255, gonna, a massive squatter. Just as a caveat, it's gonna be a as, good show. as Brittany's actually a good friend of mine, you might see her put up a 600 squad as well. Oh, wow. Well, look, at if we see she two had, women... She had a terrible day at Nationals, which is what this is based on, and she's hit 600 in training on different okay. occasions. And you notice uh, Paul breaking in there, name-dropping good friend of mine. Um, you know, he'll, hey, he'll say that. With, so, he'll, he says that about Russell, and they've never met face-to-face. I don't, I don't know. He's also a good friend of mine. <laughs> um, I've got a good friend who is an Italian lifter in this. That's right. That's right. But, um, no. but yeah, honestly, if these two women... Um, even the battle in terms of if they both hit 600 for squat, a, a gold medal, like that's a show you can't miss. Um, nonetheless, I do think Bonica's is pretty safe for gold. Uh, what do you think of Matt? Oh, I agree with you guys. This is, yeah, it is she's going to continue doing what she's doing. I, I expect her to, her, her body weight is up a little bit from, from last time I just saw her at equipped nationals where she performed well. And so I, I fully expect for that trend to continue. Yeah, yeah, and Brittany's definitely the smaller of the two. I know her body weight's down and trending down still, so it's the Daniela Mello, Amanda Lawrence situation again. Yeah, and hats off to her. If she can yeah. squat 600 um, like that, well, hats off. Like, it'd be great to see two women head-to-head battling out for the gold medal in squats. Bonica doesn't yeah. get challenged often. Hopefully she rises that big. Hey, you know what? Let's go, let's go head up. I'm not risking the gold medal overall. We can go toe-to-toe in squats. Now, moving on to the 105, gentlemen. Um... The 105s, and I'm just clicking over here. Um, America's Eli Burks, the strength guy's athlete here, looks like a solid favorite. Eli had won the 105s previously, a monster deadlifter, one of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet, and I swear to God I mean this. We had him on the podcast. He looks like a monster. He hits the platform like a monster, and he's intense, is all, and he's got a massive deadlift, which is obviously like, I mean, he's a, he's a show closer. Um, he could always pull for the win. You have him on the podcast, and the guy is one of the sweetest gentlemen. I'm not joking. Sometimes, oh, he's a good guy. No, no, no. Believe me, he's the type of, Paul, back me up on this. Just a phenomenal dude. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy if he wins this. Um, he's looking to recapture 
the gold medal, and he's a solid favorite. He's almost 20 kilo ahead of the Russian, but um, even if the Russian, even if Eli starts missing lifts and the Russian starts closing that gap, he has 40 kilo on the deadlift on the Russian. Um, so no matter how close, even on the worst of days, he's pulling last, he's pulling for the win. I'm thinking Eli is as solid a favorite, a world champion, as we have at these world championships in Sweden. So these, obviously, my pick. Looking at, again, um, the silver and the bronze, um, Russian Ernst Gross is, is looking like a solid uh, silver. And then from Finland, Huitala is looking like a decent bronze, although um, Hungary is David is uh is is pretty close as well as the mongolian so bronze we might have a battle but i think our gold and silver are pretty locked in um paul what are you thinking yeah Go. this is another situation where there's not really the uh, same sort of battle as you're expecting in some of the other weight classes i think as you said eli has got to be a solid favorite because solid phenomenal lifter all around biggest pull by far yeah eli yeah. won Russian number two. Look, when you have a deadlift that much far ahead of um, the closest competitor, that might snag it from you. Even if you have a terrible squat and bench day, you can pull it out of the fire. Yeah. You know that. And Eli's a guy that he'll say whatever he needs to put on the bar, he's putting on the bar, and he's probably going to pull it. Yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. He is, he's got that gorilla strength. Exactly. Where um, some of his deads are are untidy, they're not pretty to watch, but he is 100% horsepower. Um, looks like he could literally he flip can, a car. If he can hold it, he'll pull it. Yeah. What do you think, Matt? Agreed, 100%. Not much to add. It's really unfortunate. You know, I, I just add that it's unfortunate that we're not going to see Rondell Hunt and where's Bicky uh, go toe-to-toe because, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that that would be a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, let's just focus on the guys who are there, and, and, and Eli's going to come home with the second world championship. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, last year the 105s were so stacked, and some of the big names, Bryce Lewis is gone, uh, Verzbecki's gone, um, Rondell Hunt um, didn't make it do also some political reasons, and then um, Garrett Blevins isn't there. Yeah, I, I said Bryce. No, I oh, Bryce Krawcheck, Canada, from Canada. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of the mainstays who had made the 105 so um, competitive in the previous years aren't going to be there. However, um, Eli Burks, uh, he's going to put on a show. And we do got a battle for the bronze, so it'll be a battle to hit the podium. Now, 120 kilo, actually, excuse me, pardon me. I keep trying to jump ahead, don't I? Nope. So going to, uh, yeah, okay, it is 120. Say, it is 120. We are down to the finals. Day five, there's only two weight classes. Um, 120 kilo and uh, another comebacking world champion. Am I, am I, uh, Tony Cliff, representing Great Britain. He wants his title back, kind of like Eli Burks. Did he win it the same year as Eli Burks, 2016? Uh, no, Dennis. Dennis won in sixteen. Yes. Did he? Okay, in gotcha. seventeen. And then your boy Willis won last year in Calgary. Yes, he did, and he became Canada's golden boy, um, the first Canadian to ever win an Open World Championship. Um, Eric Willis, Cl- Tony Cliff from Great Britain. He's coming in with a nine seventeen point five. He's got here. Here it is. Okay, Eric Willis. He's the Canadian kid, the first Open World Champion Canada's ever had. A phenomenal lifter. Um, but he's coming in slightly behind Tony in terms of total. Nothing insurmountable, especially when you're in a 900-kilo range. He's around 10 kilo behind. That is nothing when you're already over 900 kilo. Here's what alarms me. Um, Tony Cliff has an absolute monstrous deadlift, and if it comes down to the deadlift, um, which it probably is going to when you're that close, 
I mean, Eric has Eric Eric's pulled more than three thirty, has he not? Eric has pulled more than three thirty, and I can't remember what it was exactly that he went for at nationals, but it was in the three sixty range. Oh, whoa! For a third attempt. Close. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's pulled three fifty five. Yeah. So, so we're looking at if it's close, who's the bigger puller here? Because uh, these numbers are lying to me, gentlemen. Once again. And you know who doesn't? And I would also say that Eric's got more in his squat than three thirty shows. So do yeah, we have yeah. uh, T- Tony? Tony's pulled three fifty seven and a half. Okay. That's his. That that that's his PB. And Eric has pulled. Uh, what did I say? Three fifty five. And so uh, yeah, yeah, I mean they're total. Look, this is going to be presumably closer than we think. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, <laughs> this this, this going to be fun. Tony is just. Man, he's just rock solid, so consistent, just technically sound. I don't see him missing a lot of lifts. I just, you know, and 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 on it just man, this could literally just keep if if neither of these guys misses, it's going to come down to body weights and lot numbers and this yeah. is going to be a good one. And then just to cuz I did double check, Eric narrowly missed 364. And oh, wow. narrowly missed 364. Yeah. When you say narrowly like lost at at hip. Basically. All right, at the hip. Wowzers! Was he cleaning and jerking this? Um, <laughs> it's okay, say, he lost a locket. I should say. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's because how short are this man's bench press arms? Yeah. No. All right. Well, listen. Um, I mean, look. It obviously it's Great Britain and Canada right here in the top position, battling out for the gold. Um, we can't discount the the pole. Uh, Piotr um, Sadowski. He's got a nine uh, eight ninety five nomination, which. When you're this close to 900 kilo, that's like fractions. That's percentage. That's so small. But um, based off of what the scouting reports are telling me, gentlemen, Eric Willis, who's the reigning IPF world champion, he looks to have the bigger deadlift. And this is what I'm hearing from you guys. Look at Even if their deadlifts are that close, 264, just that lockout, I think they're going to be neck and neck. And if he's got, if I'm looking at the point spread here, if their nominations are to be believed, and the point spread is that close because Eric can squat more than he's got on the nominations. So if we're talking, even if he's trailing by anywhere around 10 kilo, I think he's going to have that 10 kilo pull in him. And I think he might have 10 kilo on and on him in deadlift. I'm going to side with the Canadian kid for back-to-back gold medal wins. He did it in Canada on home soil, the first Canadian to win an Open World Championships. He did it at home. He's Canada's golden boy. I'm going with our favorite, Eric the Beard Guzzling Willis. What do you say? I'm going with Eric as well, partly because I'm a huge, huge fan of Eric. He's one of the, I, we keep saying this, but obviously he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met in this sport. Yeah. Oh, he's got no ego. Yeah. After he won the world championships, he was we had him on the podcast. He was spotting, like two weeks later, he's spotting at a local meet. He just, Canada's first IPF world champion, did it in Canada. And like, were people coming up to talk to you? Were they whatever? And he's like, nobody gave a shit. <laughs> nobody cared. He goes, he goes, I was spotting. He goes, the announcer announced, oh, royalty, IPF world champion, Eric Willis is in the house. And he goes, I think three people clapped. He's like, nobody can. I walk up and down the grocery store in my hometown. Nobody knows who I am. Yeah. And he's like, and I'm fine with it. I just want to drink beer, play video games, yeah. smash weights, and life is good. Um, yeah, he's a lovable guy. The guy's got no ego at all. He's super friendly. If you want up, didn't know him, walk up, talk to him. He's going to shoot the shit with you. Uh, that being said, he is my pick. Obviously, I'm thinking Tony's coming in second. Um, it looks like we have, uh, I think, 
Um, Piotr, and I hope I'm not butchering his last name, is probably a pretty safe bronze, although bronze looked like it'd be contested between two poles here. Um, so Battle of Poland for the bronze, but I'm going to take uh, Piotr just because his nomination is higher. Matt, what are you thinking? I'm going to go exactly as it's written on the nominations. I'm going to go Tony 1, and primarily because he's got less travel than Eric. Uh, so, you know, Great Britain going over to Sweden a lot closer than Canada. I think this is going to be... Uh, very highly contested, but I know that uh, I know Tony can squat a little bit more. His I think his PB squats about around 340, so he's got a little bit more uh, than 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 meets the eye there. So, I, but I think this is going to be really really exciting. I do hope that it comes down to the final deadlift. I mean that's that's what powerlifting is all about, right? You know that's what we want to see. But I'm going to take Cliff one, Willis two, and and Piotr at, at at number three. And when you think comes down to the last deadlift, do you think Tony outdeads him, or do you think Tony's ahead? Doesn't outdead him, but dead's just enough. Yeah, I mean, I, man. Here, here's just, why. Here's again, why. Again, that's one of those things where we just have to honestly, we have to wait and see what the lot numbers are because these guys are so tight. Here, here's why I asked that, um, Matt, and I'm not trying to, to sway your opinion, but I yeah. think Eric is going to load more on the bar because he's game like that. He did load. He did load um, 364 and, and had it just, uh, I'm told, at the hip, which is even yeah. more than he needs. He almost cleaned it, Matt. He almost cleaned the weight, Matt. It was uh, now, actually at his shoulder, I believe. Um, well, it's going higher. Yeah. We're talking nipples and now, now yes. shoulder. Matt, he, he doesn't even need it that high. And so keep that in mind. Hey, but honestly, um, I do believe it's, like you said, I think it comes down to dead. But I think he'll load more. Tony loads a little less. He's going to have to bank on Eric missing his last pull. I think Eric pulls last regardless, and Tony's watching from the sidelines onto the platform saying, I hope he misses. And we see that all the time in powerlifting. But yeah. I, I tell you what, I've seen him pull it out in Canada, and, and the roof almost caved in. Everyone went nuts. Don't, I, if it comes down to the last pull, you're, it's, it's really dicey to bet against Eric. All right. But, That's um, cool, man. All right. it, it, I think it's going to be more exciting than, than, than you know, than it than it looks on 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 paper. I mean, yeah. these aren't necessarily not, neither one of these guys, you know, have some of the cachet as some of these other lifters, and they don't get the hype. But uh, but they 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 seem to execute at a high level, and they don't miss many lifts, and, and that's that, always exciting. And that's why I'm glad. Look at these are two also two world champions going head to head. Yeah, both yeah, these for sure. men both these men have won the world title. This is this is like powerlifting at its best. I'm glad we're doing these preview shows. Like you said, some of these guys who don't have the same hype, they deserve it. And that's why we do these things. People need to know. Now, let's move on to the 120s. 120 plus, excuse me, pardon me. Let me just say something real quick, Gary. I want to thank you again for coming on the show with Ray Williams. Um, I was telling Paul when he first got here, I'm, I'm not joking. We have never had a... The amount of streams and downloads has been ridiculous all over the world. Gary, we have people all over the world downloading that podcast. A, B, people direct messaging, direct messaging King of the Lifts, direct messaging me and my personal account saying that was a phenomenal podcast. Thank you. Haven't seen a podcast run over two hours with Ray Williams before. He yeah. opened up. He opened up. I mean, he doesn't do it often. And now that you see him, it's like, damn, he, you know, he's a very personable guy. You see, he's, he's you know, I'm glad people got to see that side. Because if you only see him on powerlifting, you, you'll, you'll never get to know him. You know, he's more than just this big, huge, massive guy throwing around weights. Um, you know, uh, I, I love the side he opened up. Um, so thank you again. I don't think it would have been possible without you on there. 
I know you're like a family to him, and I'm sure um, half of him not doing podcasts, maybe he's not entirely comfortable doing them, but I, he probably felt a whole hell of a lot more comfortable. It's like walking in the room and your brother's there, a lot easier to hang in conversation and meet people and open up when your brother's in the room. It's always easier with family involved, so thank you for coming on, and um, and man, you guys got a hell of a coach bond, like um, I ain't never had that. Yeah, sorry, Paul. Actually, excuse I, me, I, I was like, I'm right here, asshole. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow, Paul's like, oh, okay. okay. so I thought we were family. I'll see myself, I'll see myself out. That's right. But, um, but yeah, hell of a podcast. Having said that, um, everybody knows now the cat's out of the bag. Luke Richardson is out of the 120 pluses. Unfortunately, it looks like Kelly Brain is also out of the 120 pluses. So, um... It's a little bit of a shakeup. However, Jezza Weppa, who might have always been Ray's chief rival and closest competitor, is still in. So in terms of pushing Ray, Ray's probably biggest challenge, he never left. Jezza's saying, okay, Luke's gone. Okay, Kelly's gone. And those guys are phenomenal lifters. Um, Luke has won the Junior World Championships. Kelly's won the Bench Press World Championships. But Jez is like, my friend, if you're looking past me, um, you're foolish. He, he's, coming to, he's coming to play. Now, I'm not going to be the guy that says um, Jez is going to beat Ray. I think Ray, at this point, he's just on another level, and it's the Ray Williams show. But I'm hoping Jezza, he actually gets some squat in. He's had, he's had trouble at Worlds getting some squats logged onto the scoreboard. If Jezza can go three for three in squats, that's a big if, but if he can go three for three in squats, and remember, that's the first man to um, take the IPF world record over 1,000 pounds. Uh, Ray did it at a national level. Jezza did it at international level. I think we might have at least a decent show. Um, Jezza, Jezza's got a, a hell of a bench on him. Um, Ray's going to outpull him, and whatever Ray needs to pull for the win, um, he's more than capable of doing so because his deadlift's so far ahead of Jezza's. Ray's a solid pick, but I'm hoping and praying that Jezza goes three for three in squat, and if we do, and Ray misses one, maybe we got a bit of a battle. I, th- I still think Ray wins, but it'd be nice to see, see him in a bit of a battle here. And uh, number three looks like um, Slyn Rass from Estonia is a, a pretty solid lock for bronze. Is this a gentleman that's like 100 feet tall? He looks like one of the giants from Game of Thrones. Is that the same gentleman I'm thinking of? I believe it is, yeah. Um, I don't know. I do, know you watch, do you watch Game of Thrones, Matt? I don't, but I know, but, but I know enough about it to, to there's, there's, with you. They, they have these giants that live north of the wall, and uh, this guy is literally as big as them. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Like, honestly, when you see these guys live, I, I got the gist of it on Instagram and on the stream when I watch. When I had to do the, the uh, 120 pluses for the first time live commentating, these guys are freaking huge, like WWE wrestling huge. Like, mm-hmm. they're 400 pounds and up, and I'm not joking, Slim is pushing seven feet. If it's a gentleman, I'm thinking, watching him squat and seeing the spotters alongside him, like, it's amazing. Um, it must be nice. I'd love to spend a week his size. I'd be flipping cars, robbing banks, and I'll be a supervillain. But anyways, I think the nominations speak exactly as we're going to see it play out, uh, barring catastrophe. Um, and Ray has been nothing but the epitome of consistency. The guy, even on his off days, is just so far ahead. Um, but what do you think, Paul? Yeah, no, same. It's obvious. Ray's an obvious number one pick here. Yeah. I think the bigger thing I'm hoping to see is I want to see Jezza try and go for that like 1,100 kilo total. 
Yeah, you know what? I would love to see. I think that's going to be the story that I want to watch. Yeah. And he'll need all three lifts in terms of the yeah. squats, but he's yeah. capable. I mean, he's nominated at 1045. That squat's low com- show, compared to what he's showing. I think yeah. that's that's not even 1,000 pounds, which he's no. hit. Yeah, he's that the first dead, man. That deadlift is low as well for him, I think. So, And he's hit, look, at he, he struggled previously with squat depth at the IPF Worlds. He's hit 1,000 pounds in competition at an IPF international level. So he's capable. Um, he just needs a good day. He's not traveling. He's traveling to Europe, not all the way across the world, which is good because he's from Nauru. It's still yeah. going to be a hell of a travel, but a lot more friendly than if he had to travel to the U.S. or Canada. What are you thinking, Matt? Unbiased yeah. pick. I was going to say unbiased pick, yeah. But you don't even got to be biased. It's not like someone's going to be like, oh, he's biased. He's picking Ray. <laughs> I, I yeah, it's, yeah, I think, it, I think it's going to unfold the same way that you guys said it, just as it's written on the nominations. Uh, Ray's going to win. Jez is going to be two. It's nice to have him back into the fold. And I do. I mean, selfishly, look, I, I hope he brings his A game, particularly on the squats. I want him to push Ray because that's going to push Ray harder. And, 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 and Ray – loves the loves the competition and he he wants to compete against the best he wants the 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 big dogs to be in there so to speak you know and uh yeah so i so i we love jezzo absolutely love him great guy really uh affable character and 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 i hope that he brings his a game but just you know raise uh raise too much in 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 the deadlift as well so you know it's 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 nice to have that ace card up our sleeve as well if we need it i th- i think the big question though matt is are we going to see Ray go 500? Or are we well, not letting that cat out of the bag yet? Yeah, so, I mean, well, it, it, look, in the spirit of transparency, uh, the, the, the strength is there. I mean, he's ready. We, we, we actually had every intention of doing it. We didn't talk about this on your last podcast because we just didn't get to it. But we had every intention of putting 500 kilos on the bar at the Arnold. He just, got, he just got stuck in a short flight. He only had seven lifters. And so that's a really quick turnaround, which frankly is a testament to his level of conditioning uh, for as big of, of a man as he is, because he still squatted 490, and that's the best squat that he's ever done from a technical standpoint and and in terms of absolute strength, obviously. That's the biggest uh, squat that he's ever done, and he handled it beautifully. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, his training is tracking along. He's got one more big squat coming up this week, and then we'll taper him in. And, uh, but, but he also knows, you know, as I tell him all the time, there's one day out of the calendar year when you can be a world champion. And, and, and that day this year is Saturday, June 15th. And so he's, he's, he's well aware of that. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're not going to put 500 on the bar unless, uh, it's, it's absolutely there. And unless the competition mandates that the bigger, the bigger picture for him is, is racking up his sixth consecutive world championship. And wouldn't well that be said. so? Not only uh, is six world titles crazy, 500, it's going to fall at some point, but Matt, you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, he waited for a 1,000-pound squat, and it happened at the national level, not the international level. If that's the way the cookie crumbles, um, that's the way the cookie crumbles. It's far more important, I think, to win the world title, and it only happens one day of the year. And there is, you said, seven people at the Arnold. There's only ten lifters here. It's a few more, but we have had some dropouts, and um, you know, perhaps a bigger flight might have been a little more friendly. It still is on the table. I'm not saying ahead of time. Ray might go in there and be like, look it, uh, the sun is shining, and um, I'm feeling phenomenal, loaded up, and if that's the case, we might see something special. Amen to that. Amen. All right, fellas. I know it's been a long night. We belted two episodes back to back. 
Um, you guys are fading on me, and I basically carried the last show myself. Just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we were recording. Paul Paul slept through it and just said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna pick I'm gonna take Gary's picks." Yep. Um, I just nudged him. But um, listen, everybody, you gotta watch these. Um, the IPF World Championships. Almost every single one of these is gonna be a dogfight. If not a dogfight for gold, it's gonna be a dogfight for podium finishes. Very rarely are we gonna see um, some walkaway winners. And uh, especially in some of these, like uh, the women's and men's divisions on the lower weight classes. So I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I mean, take these picks for what they are because God knows this is sports and anything can happen when it comes to sports. As Raptors fans, we've seen our boys go all the way to the finals. Which is exactly why I'm checking the time right now because I want to get home and watch the game. Is The game is on right now and they went all the way to finals, had no business being there. So, and even if they get their butt kicked in the regular season... When it comes to the world, cha- uh, the the um, playoffs, I mean, they beat the Bucks. So it's the same thing with these nominations. I care not what you did previously. It's day of, one day at the Worlds. Anything can happen. Make sure you tune in. Thank you very much, Matt Gary. Thank you. I'll see you in Sweden. Thank you yes, very sir. much, Paul. I won't see you in Sweden. You will not, but we'll be in contact, sir. Yep. Until next time, six-pack lap at Paul Marinzan. Matt Gary. Peace.